Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is great to be with you on this, the first Redemption Thursday of the new season. How about them apples, huh? I'll let the music fade. We can't let people miss the Redemption Thursday discussion. So uh, as great as it is to hear Roger Daltrey and the boys, uh, let's get to let's get to the talking. Right, Redemption Thursday. Now, some of you don't know uh, Redemption Thursday. You're new to the show since I've moved over to Real Talk Radio ninety three three and War Chant TV. Like and subscribe if you're over there watching on War Chant TV. Hello, everybody. It's there great it to is. be with you. Yeah, there's the like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, this is this began many moons ago now, uh, early, actually. I think, gosh, I, I think I was still doing mornings. Yeah, I know I was way back when. Uh, and that is further and further in the rear view, rear view all the time. I uh, I wanted to gamble because I've always liked it. But, uh, you know, they told me at that time, you can't do that on the air, Jeff. You can't actually take bets. Because I was just willy-nilly taking bets, Tom. <laughs> Is that right? You legitimately, like, phone calls? You're yeah, on? yeah, yeah. They would call in and we'd take And then it was sort of just a wink, wink, nod, nod, understood that if I knew you, we were actually placing a real bet. But I was told that that's illegal and that I couldn't do it and that I was in violation of FCC rules. So at that point... We had to put the kibosh on that. Uh, it's and, probably more than SEC rules, given that you know there's also like a federal. Yeah, law. at that time too, gambling was really frowned upon, yeah. and I really would never concern myself with uh, people's uh, fragile sensibilities. I, I just figured we were consenting adults wagering, and so. Uh, but but nonetheless, attitudes have changed significantly, thankfully. And uh, but we did find find a way at that time to break through, which was that you could do so for charity as long as you were wagering in what we chose was non-perishable food items. So if you're new, that's what this will be. And it's on the honor system. Frankly, it got so big and popular that we couldn't keep up with everything. So it was up to you to 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 be honest. If you took a different side than me and you lost, to keep a running track. And I do the same. And basically somewhere maybe a quarter of the way through the year, halfway through the year, you donate your your losses or your winnings. Uh, in my case, if I, if I've lost, I'll donate whatever it is, uh, those non perishable food items. Uh, we keep a running tally to the charity of your choice. And there are so many worthy charities, and I would always encourage anybody who's doing that to to research it. Make sure your uh, your your charitable donations go where they say they're going to go, and the right people get them. But it's easy to do, and a lot of people. I mean, one of my favorite things about Tallahassee, and has been for a very long time, is that if you ask people to help others in this community, they will. They will. They'll, they'll answer that call. And that is true when we've held our bowling tournaments and golf tournaments and anything we've ever done in which we've asked others to come out and support people in the community who are less fortunate, uh, or organizations for that matter, who could use the help. And so, you know, what I always like is that we have these games. For example... I, I this is a very limited, very limited Redemption Thursday, sort of a mini Redemption Thursday edition of the show because we're still in the midst of preseason with the NFL, and the slate this week is very, very well. It's it's 
slim pickings, to be honest with you, in college football. There aren't a lot of games that you would want. And the pro- this, I'm discovering this now with College Sportsbook, uh, Tom, the, the show I'm doing on YouTube. Oh, where? On YouTube. You can it's find- called College Sportsbook? Yeah, I'm doing a show there. We're, well, previewing, there it is. we're previewing games, and uh, some of the videos are already out. And this this the early stage of this network, and it's a lot of fun, and I think it's going to grow. I, I know it is, uh, and we're going to get better at doing it. But one of the things that goes on with this is that early on, in order to establish the network, you have to pick games in a way that, frankly, I wouldn't as a, an actual bettor. Uh, and that is, just because a game is being played doesn't mean you got to bet it. I mean, you don't have to have a side. <laughs> you don't. There's if you don't feel strongly about one. Don't take one, you know. But that's not the way the networks work. They're like, yeah, you're going to kind of have to pick a side on that Alabama-Miami game. You're going to kind of have to pick a side on the Georgia-Clemson game. And so you kind of get stuck in a situation, especially that far out when you're making videos of, all right, well, we've got to pick a side. We've got to pick a winner right here. We've got to pick a number and you're like, well, I kind of like to wait because both Clemson and Georgia, Georgia in particular, is a little banged up right now. I would like to know who's going to start and who's not going to start at pivotal positions before I decide definitively via video. Because gamblers are picky that way, Tom. They tend to wait till they know who's playing. <laughs> it kind of kind of yeah, matters. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's two ways to go. The yeah. one way is when the line comes out and you see value, and the second way is, hang on a minute, let me get that Wednesday report or that Thursday practice report so I know who's healthy and who's been banged up during the week of practice. One way or the other. Either you want the value on the very, very early end of the spectrum or you want the knowledge to make the best decision possible late in the game week. Yeah, and so anyhow, just keep that in mind. Just be careful, everybody. But as far as the charitable wagers go on Redemption Thursday, just have fun with it. That's really what it's intended to do. You'd like to have a winning record. I'd like to have a winning record so I could brag about it. But in truth, it's it's really just for charity, and we'll have a good time with it. It's whatever non-perishable food item that you'd like to choose. And we, I think we, what do we only have three? Um, I think we have three this week. I did take. I'm going oppo of what a lot of people think. Uh, a lot of people believe that Illinois is going to pull the upset, mild as it might be, over Nebraska. I don't think so. I think Nebraska minus six is the play. If you got it at six or six and a half, now it's up to seven. I've seen it seven and a half in some places. I would go if you got it for under a touchdown. Uh, feel good with it and and do that or bet it down. But that's that's an area you're going to want to look in there. Listen, Ooh, look at that fancy graphic. Bam! Hey now, there I love it. it is. Jeff takes, you take. <laughs> I like me holding the bag of money from the ATM. And we want to thank our friends at Metro Deli of Tallahassee. Good old Metro Deli, man. I love that place. Uh, and they are they are sponsoring the Redemption Thursday wagers, and we appreciate that. Uh, you know, that is it's really good. Well, it used to be that people would say, well, I want Nebraska. It's like, no, Jeff's taking Nebraska. So that's why this year we just instituted the graphics. Jeff's take, you take. That's his side. If you want the bet, you you are on the you take side. You're on the you take side. That's how you are. That's where you are. You're getting Illinois plus six and a half. And then we, we had to write in that we always take the Ravens in a preseason game because, uh, obviously, Harbaugh cares deeply. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. There it is. First one of the Redemption Thursday season. That's what I like to hear. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Good times. And then uh, same with the Lions and the Colts at the time that I jumped on it. 
I got the Lions plus three against the Colts. You're betting a Lions preseason football game. It's the kind of man I am. That's the kind of a man Lions I am. A Lions preseason football game. We have to have some, um, you know, we have to have some uh, some some action on a Redemption Thursday. I, I can again, feel it all the way down to my plums. I don't feel that all the way down to my plums. That's the right side. We'll see what happens. It's a preseason game. Once the bums get out there, you just don't know. You know, that's what ends up happening. How soon do the bums, it's all relative, they're world-class athletes, but uh, relative to the roster and whether or not they're going to make it, they're on the back end. This is, this is a tough, tough go. So I don't know how many UPS drivers are going to be out there. but And when they get their chance. That's the, the bums <laughs> lost. Yeah, so that's just it. I have told you, by the way, if I didn't do this for a living, and I was not able to teach, let's say, for any reason. Like I had to, maybe I, did, I was impatient. Uh, I would, I would want to be a UPS driver. You've mentioned that before. I have, yeah. I have. I want the UPS driver. When I just said that, you it, get swole being a UPS driver. The U- <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of lifting. The, the, uh, the. I mean, I just feel like people leave you alone. It's more, I mean, you you got to interact when you drop off the packages, but people leave you alone. Sure, but people are happy to see you, too. Because, you know, like, oh, it's here. Yeah. It's here. Who doesn't love Honey, getting guess what? delivery of mail of sorts? Even, you know, it's weird to this My day. My new chef's hat is here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Amazon did a lot for all of that, as much as I hesitate to praise Amazon. But I would tell you that uh, I... Amazon has really created the sense of anticipation of which you speak. Sure. I hope you invested in cardboard before Amazon really got going. Because what I'll tell you is this. Uh, I will I, I will order something just offhandedly where I'm like, oh, I, that looks cool. Or that's cu-. You know what? My wife would like that. Or Bryce can't. I, he would love this. And I'll, I'll press it because I've got it. That's the evil part of it. I've got it. It's one thumb press, buddy. It's just ticketing. I don't have to fill anything out. Don't have to go to PayPal. It's all set up. It's just ding. And they can't ding, guarantee those two-day shippings ding. anymore. They though, will when know? they build that big-ass facility here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what the hell's going to happen. Shipping in general has been delayed. Don't get mad at your driver. That's not their fault. No, it's not their fault whatsoever. Speaking of delayed, man, everything, supply chain everywhere is a mess. I, I mentioned this before. I'm trying to buy a basketball goal. This is the weirdest thing. We'll get back to the football, and I'll update you on Florida State, which had yeah. kind of a nothing practice. Supply tonight. chain is working on a redemption Thursday for wagers, though. Yeah, We're good there. Yeah, we are. Let me let me tell you something. Uh, it is so rare in the world when this happens. I'm trying to spend in the neighborhood. I just throw my business out there on this show. I'm trying to spend in the neighborhood of $2,000 for a professional hoop installation at my house, okay? Does it come with a refrigerator on the base of it? No, but it's awesome. And it's got the, the you know, they do the cement on the side of your driveway. They make sure, and it's also Oh, you're tra- doing one of those. Oh, I, I'm not messing around. It's an NBA backboard. It's a real, it's everything. Is your driveway and front yard flat enough? Yes. That's really important. No, the whole thing is awesome. Now, okay. it's... Listen, it's it's still a driveway. It's not we're not in a gym. Sure, but, yeah, but you know, still, growing up in Tampa, chances are you had oh, a pretty had flat slow, surface. Yeah, oh, well, depending where uh, St. Pete, you didn't where I was. Oh, where really? I grew up, nah, where I was, it, it was a lot of slopes. But uh, but that said, doesn't matter. My driveway's flat. Yeah, and there's okay. a perfect spot for it. And I have the uh, I, I I wanted to get this rim for Bryce because he plays basketball all the time now. Went to Leonard Hamilton's basketball camp this year, and. Uh, I love beating him. 
I love playing and beating him just to see the disappointment in his in face basketball. and the frustration. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, cool down here, all right? No, no it's basketball. Yeah, I love right. beating him in basketball there because he fancies himself good enough to beat me, and he talks a lot of smack, which I'm proud of him for. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. But he still has never beaten me. And I know the day's coming, but he likes to blame everything under the sun. He'll tell me the rim is the problem or you know, he's always got an excuse. When I put that NBA rim in there, there's no excuse. It's like this is as pure as it gets. Also, I just want a high-quality rim, and I'm willing to invest in it. You can't get it. <laughs> so that sounds like a bit of a spite buy. You're buying this to spite him and say, oh, you've got no excuse now. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'll throw down the extra $800 for this rim just so you can't complain about the imperfections of our basketball hoop. What's funny about it, though, is so I went to a, a sporting goods place in town, multiple places in town, and said that I want this rim. This is what I want. You, know, you order it from them. And then they have, because I, I don't want to screw it up. If you spend that kind of money, you don't want to screw it up. They have a group that they're associated with, some sort sort of company, that will come out and, and install it for you. I'm not doing that work. I'm not, if I'm going to spend that much, you're coming out yeah, to do you're the damn work. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, they come out. They'll install it. I can't get the damn thing. It's ridiculous. I have tried to buy it for months, and they're like, yeah, no, you know what? You maybe get it by December. What are we doing here? They just Nobody's got them in stock. They're there in the store. I, I want to say, I'll take that one right there. But that's not the way it works. I'll pay full price. <laughs> not even the out-of-box price. I will pay the full price. Just it give is, me that. I'm really frustrated by this because I've, I'm, I've been eagerly anticipating this opportunity. It's just not happening. All right, so I mentioned that Florida State kind of went through a nothing practice. It was a shortened practice. It's uh, they're, they're gearing up. You know, this is We're getting down to it now, and uh, I, I guess – if anything, I am almost – I mentioned Christmas a moment ago. I'm that kid, man. I, all this nonsense, all this stuff that we're going to be doing between this time and that time does not interest me. It's install, and we're not allowed to watch all of that, first of all. You can see some. but You're not interested in the mock game on Sunday? The final of the scrimmages? Are we allowed to attend said mock well, game? You're allowed to mine for information. I'm sure you got somebody you can call or two. Well, I'll mine people. for information still and try to get that out there, but I can't see it. We're not allowed to watch it. And as such, I'm just, I knock on wood, we continue to stay healthy. That's what I'm interested in. And in addition to that, I my big thing is that I'm just kind of holding my breath that everything plays out the way that it should. We don't have any more uh, issues. I, it, you know, listen, Josh Griffiths leaving the team is not an issue per se. Um, but people, you know, I, I just want to keep hearing about the positive things that we've built up through camp is all I'm getting at. And so every day every, when I get up, I think, okay, let's hope we hear something positive today about Mackenzie Milton. Let's hope we hear something positive today. Anywhere where there's competition, right. where it's going to matter. That's all I'm looking to hear. Or nothing in the way of injuries, right? Yeah, that's, that's all it thing. is. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm like, okay. It's bubble tape time. Absolutely Let's it do is. it. It is. I, I mean, I sit around worried about it now because I'd love for that game to be a, a coming out party of sorts. And I, again, I got a buddy who is pounding Notre Dame, given the seven, given seven and a half, given, Ooh. yeah, they love, they yeah. They just don't. Every day wakes up and then throws more in the pot, huh? Yeah, well, and I gave you the rundown yesterday. I mean, Florida State 
and this doesn't do anything but rile up the base, I guess, rile the base. But I will tell you something. There's not too many people. If you look out there and you find the Sharps and you look at places that are completely objective and people who don't have a rooting interest beyond they want to win a wager, you can't find people picking Florida State. You have to look long and hard to find people picking Florida State. National writers, columnists, analysts, known betters. You cannot find it. For Nobody thinks Florida State is going to be in that football game against Notre Dame. I wish that mattered. I wish somehow like you could deliver that message to the team to let them know like people think so little of you, it's an automatic play on the other side right now. An automatic play. You don't think that Norvell's delivering some kind of message like that next week? I wouldn't burn it right now, but you might use that next week. I don't even know if I would want to go there if I were Mike, though, because those are those are things that are outside of your control and not really something that you should be paying attention to. You know, I, I would, for me, I, I don't know. I feel like I would I would bring it back home all the time. I would always be about what's in this locker room, what's in your heart, what's what are we. And I wouldn't worry about what everybody else is doing or, or how it relates. I mean, because, again, there's a time and a place to maybe do that. I don't think the first game here is that. You want to put any more emphasis on this game? They're already going to be over the moon for this thing. I think controlling their emotions early and not over-pursuing and not trying to do more than they're being asked to do on a given play in this first game, I already think that's going to be a big deal early to try to get them not to play the game, in this case, not to play the game Saturday night. You got to play the game Sunday, man. You know, it's you don't play the game Friday. And don't play the game of while within the game of thinking about the result, of thinking about what just happened. You know, coaches love to preach that to players, but then oftentimes contradict themselves by their own reaction to mistakes. And it's one of my frustrations. Uh, I've Almost every coach at some point does this. It's hard not to because we are human and we do react as such. But you, you, most coaches and most sports psychologists will tell you to play the next play. You know, just play the next play. Worry about what you can control. So you, you make a mistake on defense and you give up a big play early. It can't be. This, is, this has been the speech lately. I mean, this is what I've been thinking about most. It can't be, here we go again. It can't be, I can't believe I just allowed that to happen. It can't be, you know, bitter disappointment that lasts more than the few seconds it takes you to see that guy cross the goal line because you overplayed it or you made a mistake and didn't play the ball or whatever it might be, right? It's got to be about the next thing. We've spent so much time wallowing in our mistakes and frustrations and doubts. And I just, that game has to be, even in defeat if it happens. Now, they could win it. They could win it. But if it is to be a defeat, it has to be one in which we see resilience. Because I'm telling you at that point, people will stop debating and wondering about records. and Instead, they will only invest in that team and those guys in the hope that that fight will last through a season. Because that's how you get better. That's how you get better. You play the next play, you play the next game, you worry about the things that are before you, not behind you. Yeah, but you got to harness the chip on your shoulder as well. That's the one thing I'd say. is like I hear what you're saying about not overhyping a moment and therefore living it before it happens. Understood. 
and not overplaying the hand of nobody believes in you because if you lose, that could backfire. That could backfire in that locker room. But also, this team has to have a chip on its shoulder and an attitude of being the little guy. Florida State is not the little guy as a program in its history, especially the last 30, 40 years of its history. Of course not. But you almost have to play that card because that's all we have. We have to be the Wake Forest team that would give us a real tussle when we were good uh, or an NC State team that did beat us every once in a while when we were really good. You gotta, you gotta be that team. You can't be acting like the big bad boys. You have to, you gotta build back to it. And I think the best way to build back to it is to have a chip on your shoulder week in and week out and ha- almost play defiantly. Well, but see, I think you gotta do that within a series, within a play. I don't think it's about what the national media is saying about you, or what the odds makers are saying about you, or where the money is, or what the number is, or any of that. It has got to be about you. It's got to be the resilience and anger and frustration and fight within you. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply chef cameron show on a redemption thursday how you doing Woo! ho Who's in here saying hello? Hey, Chad. Appreciate you. Invest for me. I trust you. The JCS Sportsbook for that ass. Uh, appreciative. Yeah, it's we've got we got time. We, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm uh, speaking of which. There is there is news in the world of college football today. Uh, Tom, you might guess why I bring this up. Number twenty four, Utah is set to start quarterback Charlie uh, Charlie Brewer. That's the transfer from Baylor. When they open the season against Weber State, Weber State, he is uh, the guy that I expected to win the starting quarterback job. That's a good thing. Um, By the way, did you know that Utah had Cameron Rising, who was with Texas prior to that? You may remember that name. And I just remember the name Cameron Rising is exceptional. It's just, you, sir, have an incredible name. I can see why you would be partial to that particular name. I would also tell you that after his playing days, if he had a show called Cameron Rising and he was any good at all at broadcasting, it would be a really cool name for a show. In that case, you would take Chad's investment, and, and you that's what you would invest in for that ass. Cam- Cameron Rising. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I would. That's a great name, Cameron. But Cameron couldn't win the job because Charlie Brewer came over from uh, Baylor, where he said, I got hit way too often last year, kids. I'm taking it to Utah. They got some big sun guns up front right there with two tights. We're going to run the football, play some good defense, and we're going to win the Pac-12 South. That's what we're going to do. And we'll win that holy war. Bring it on. Yeah. You want a holy war? You Come got on. one. Here you go. You Let's got go. One. Brewer is six foot one, two hundred eight pounds. I'm indifferent about all of that, but they do run him a lot, so he's got to stay healthy and all that good stuff. They were picked second in the Pac-12 South 
but a certain guy on College Sportsbook picked him to win it. Oh, is that right? At plus numbers. Get plus numbers. These are about value. Is Fat Bielema going to get it done in Illinois? What a game. You know how nervous What does getting it done in Illinois mean? Five games a year? Five games, six games, sure. I would tell you something. uh, Yeah, Champaign-Urbana would hold a parade if my man went six and six. We're back, baby! So I got to tell you, uh, I can't imagine there's a coach more nervous about their opener because we're talking about how nervous we are about the game against Notre Dame just because we so desperately want them to play well. That's it, though. We want them to play well. We're yeah. not defeatists, but we're realists. They could win. They could win. But at least play well. Do not be outclassed. See, I'm feeling that right now. I'm feeling nerves about that right now. I, that is so rare for me. I, I'm normally pretty level-headed. It's 23 years behind a microphone talking about these games, the good, the bad, the ugly. We've had our super high highs and super low lows lately and everything in between. I've learned to handle the bitter disappointment along with the euphoria of uh, victory in big moments. A lot of valleys. And, and I have to tell you, I'm, I, for whatever reason, I'm really a little on edge about this game. I just want the hard work. Because I, I do like this coaching staff. I do. I like them. I think that they've had a cogent plan. I think that we've watched them execute that plan more often than not in terms of the way they set up practice, the way they go about teaching uh, the game of football. When you look at the central theme and messaging of the coaches, it's always on point. They're all on the same page. Nobody goes rogue. Um, they're, they're, they're all at once hard nose, but also willing to take a step back and kind of put their arm around guys at the right time. It's a nice balance there. They seem to have a nice balance. And preparation is never something that I'm overly concerned about. I think that they account for most of the things that can happen in a football game, and you just hope that that all you know, rubs off on their players. And I think when you have something like that in place, you want them to have success sooner rather than later. But when you recognize, as we have so many times, when we talk about just the, the kind of damage done of having three coaching staffs in a four-year span, you you know then that you're up against it, that it's going to be a while. And so the logical side of you takes over and says, eh, it's probably going to be a little while. But when a season's about to start, nobody wants to hear all that it's going to be a little while nonsense. You're like, no, 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 let's skip a step or two and get there. So I'm, I'm nervous for him. I want him to play well. I really do because, I again, if that were to happen, I think then you get that overall investment. I'd like to see Doak packed and excited again. You know, I'd like to see people want to come to games again. Let's not forget that it's not just coming off this COVID season. It's not like they were selling that place out two years ago and three years ago. They were watching bad football teams go out there and suck on the regular, and people stopped coming. It wasn't like it was – I mean, we were kind of embarrassed by some attendance numbers the last few years. I don't count last year, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, they go out there and lay an egg or just get overwhelmed in this game – that's going to be a desolate place. Yeah, it never got to Miami levels of anonymity in our stadium, but it got pretty low. And I, I, if I had to guess, the shirt that you want to wear to that game then would say, acquit yourselves nicely. Is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, it's not like beat Notre Dame. It's like, acquit yourselves nicely. Perform. Perform. Don't give up. Show some heart. Oh, Show I, some consistency. I never want to see a shirt that says don't give up. Uh, I mean, that should be a given. Unless it's uh, don't give up the ship for Army-Navy game, right? Right, right, right. right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, come on. There are certain standards of uh, 
competition that, that we've have broken. Be, we have. Well, all teams have Routinely. at varying points, but I mean, like, it, it, you're assuming if you've corrected the culture and you've begun to reshape the way that these gentlemen think um, about their teammates and their investment in football and the university and the coaching staff. I mean, have some respect for yourself, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, it's one thing to lose. It's another to just go through the motions and allow for somebody to do whatever they want. I mean, it's, it's, it's disappointing not to be able to dictate terms just yet, but you can fight. I mean, you, can, you can compete. There's a shirt. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> they ought to wear that underneath the pads. Get up. Have some respect for yourself. Sweet Jesus. Hey, get ups on the front. Have yeah. some respect for yourself there on the is. back. There's your yeah, shirt. that's a shirt. Get up. Have some respect for yourself. We can put that in the closet next and to the, the guy uh, next to you. Libations Fest shirt that we're going to get a week, week and a half from now. That be, those will be the two shirts for the season. So if somebody sees you with a shirt on that says "Get up," they know what it's going to say on the other side. Yeah. Have some respect for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's been, they've put in a lot of work. Oh, they have. I can't, I can't fathom not wanting to see it play out to the end, like whatever that looks like, whether that's six and six, eight and four. Five and seven. I mean, play out the you play it. Let's they might ha- they might have something for him too. And and I know that sounds a little bit aggressive and maybe overly optimistic. Got a little but, something for you. Well, I think so. More than just the fifteen plays, right? More than just the first fifteen plays, because usually they can script that even against some pretty good football teams and make mm-hmm. them look silly, keep them off balance. But there's something I'm working on for Warchant.com that'll be up a little bit later in the week, in which I look oh, at oh, well done. 2019, Mike Norvell going against Marcus Freeman, who's now the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and apparently going to be their next head coach, according to Brian Kelly. He told a, a docu series, yeah, I believe that yeah. this week. Uh, but Cincinnati's defense in 2019, the defensive line specifically, it overmatched Memphis offensive line. There, there was a an absolute mismatch. If it was even numbers, there were no tricks. Cincinnati's D line was better than Memphis offensive line. But Mike doesn't settle for that. He works around it. He plays games with you. He gets you moving laterally. He gets you thinking. And then he gets you in conflict. And the next thing you know, he throws numbers at the problem and he's got you flanked for big plays. So the good thing to know, and this is why I think they might have something for Notre Dame here and there, it's not for 60 minutes, but maybe four or five drives, is he's already seen this type of defense with its multiple fronts, and he understands that he's not going to bang his head against the wall if something's not working, a la Jimbo towards the end. Yeah, but I think, you're falling into the trap that we all fall into, which is that you're you're really hyper focusing on the offense. I think this game can only be won if the defense is worlds better. Well, that's true, but you've got to get to the point total you need somehow. You know, oh, it's well, not going to be on, on turnovers and short three fields. to nothing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I understand that, but I'm saying that defense was such a disaster a year ago because they really couldn't teach it or coach it in the COVID year, and you saw a lot of defenses setting. Uh, you know, rather dubious records. I mean, LSU and Florida and other schools really struggled with this because they could not be physical. They couldn't get after it in practice. They could not hit and be as intense as you need to be to play defense at full speed leading up to the games. They really struggled with all that. And that might have been a big problem here. You also had guys that, you know, I mean, this you didn't get to, you didn't get to have a spring. So there were a lot of issues there. I just need to see that thing not look anything like what we saw a year ago because then you do have a chance then you can then Mike's ingenuity on offense and you know ways to overcome deficits comes into play but if you're just a joke if you've got guys running down the middle of the field like remember that Louisville game goodness yes yes I do I mean there were so many moments where there's nobody on the screen and I've got a sizable television I feel better about the defense being competent than I do the offense in terms of just 
if you're talking about year-over-year improvement and, and things I worry about less, I, I think that defense is going to be around the ball. I, I've seen enough in practice to believe that they're going to be where they're supposed to be, which is more than half of the battle. And it's the half of the battle we haven't won in some time. <laughs> the basics. Staying at home, staying in your lanes, taking on a block so somebody else can make a tackle. Taking on a blocker, I should say, so somebody else can make a tackle. Those types of things, I've seen that. Offensively, they just got to get a little creative, and I think they've got some chances to do so, but we'll see. All in good time, man. It's finally getting here. Rather than three months away, 95 days away, it's right here. If you're watching us on YouTube TV, thank you. Please do us a favor. Remember to hit the thumbs up and subscribe to WarChan TV. Likes on our videos helps others find it. And uh, hit the bell after subscribing to be notified anytime we go live or offer up more of our great content, all from WarChant.com. Thanks for listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Jeff Cameron Show returns in a moment. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Good to be with you. Appreciate you. You know, I would uh, I would tell you this. Uh, somebody asked earlier about how it is we're losing players. Well, if it's the direct result of competition, then it's working. You know, I mean, I, I think now in an ideal world, kids who are perhaps struggling to earn playing time don't decide to opt out and hit the transfer portal. Boom, right on it. I was hoping you would be. There it is. But that's not what we see in the uh, modern era of football. Uh, Folks that are struggling to get on the field or find a a place on a depth chart that uh, is to their liking, if it doesn't happen, uh, then, then a lot of times they leave. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes I think you can be at a place where you realize I'm I'm just I'm buried here on the depth chart and I'm not going to play now. Again, everybody's got an opinion about that. I I support kids being able to leave the same way that coaches just up and leave, but I would also say that you know if you have the level of competition that we have at corner currently, the depth of talent that we have at corner currently, it's not surprising to hear that somebody would decide that they are they're going to opt out and head somewhere else. And then you have, um, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, Josh Griffiths. I just don't know that he was going to see a lot of playing time, probably not the kind of playing time he was hoping to see. Uh, Whenever I watch practice, he certainly gave effort, so I'm not going to say anything disparaging about him, but I just, he probably recognized, yeah, I'm not going to break through here. Well, I think one of the key names this camp would be Patrick Payton, and he's somebody that the coaches have brought up. This is not... um cracking the code of silence that that we're supposed to abide by in the media. Patrick Payton's name has come up a few times over camp, most notably after the scrimmage this past weekend. So if you're looking at the two deep of edge rusher, you've got your two transfers in Jermaine Johnson, Keir Thomas. Marcus Cushy's name was the first one to come out of uh, Coach Norvell's mouth after the scrimmage. I was surprised by that. I was surprised by that. I, I'll be pleasantly surprised, in fact, if he makes a lot of plays. He might. He might. I just said I'll be pleasantly surprised. Patrick Payton was the next one. So there are your four guys that potentially could be on your third and obvious situations, the guys that are out in the field. I think where Cushney might serve us well is if it's third and 12. Yeah, and Let's say just, we can get to that position, first of all. That's a win. Yeah, pin your ears. That's a win right there. But if Cushney is going against, I don't know, a guard? Does his size oh, or lack thereof? Yeah, yeah, does his size or lack thereof? And that's not based on an observation in camp. I'm just saying, like, remember what Demarcus Walker did. On third and obvious. Well, we're not going to compare those two. Of course not. But there is something to be said about if you've got more quickness than rangy size, you might be in a better position on third and obvious to line up inside against a guard or a center 
rather than a tackle, especially, you know, the tackle of caliber of Notre Dame. I don't doubt that uh, that is the hope. I mean, you bring guys in for a reason. You 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 think that there's a role for them uh, when you're trying to upgrade your roster and raise the floor again. You know that's what you're that's what you do. You, you say to yourself, okay, well, this guy can do one thing really well. We have a need. If you're just talking about having a pass rusher, now Jermaine Johnson is a guy that can do both, I think. But when you were thinking about how ineffective we've been off the edges and obvious pass downs and never getting to quarterbacks, I mean, guys had field days. Average quarterbacks were made to look like elite-level players in the ACC and elsewhere uh, because they had all day. And that's a big part of why that secondary oftentimes looks so bad uh, because I think there's real talent in that secondary, and I've talked about that a lot. I think it's the strength of the team. I think it's one of the strengths of the team. Um, but, of course, that can only be made possible if you do find a way to generate any kind of pressure, get a guy off his spot and make him throw out a rhythm, something along those lines, let alone garner a sack. Goodness gracious, that would be a, a celebratory moment indeed. The thing I like about this defensive line versus last year's, first of all, they're going to be more consistent than last year's because they're going to give effort week in and week out. So that's a good thing. That's always a plus. But I like that the rush ends that have the ability to get to the passer, certainly we believe Jermaine Johnson is one of those, and Keir Thomas has shown flashes of the ability to you know, burst upfield and, and turn the corner and get to the quarterback. These guys are big bodies too. That's the thing I like about mm-hmm. them. It's not like a situation where, uh, who was it, Lorenzo Featherstone? Was it, oh, was that my his name? goodness. Remember him? He would always crash on, on the zone like raid. Buck 90 coming right. straight down the line. Even if he didn't crash, if he just ran right at him, that's good policy. That That's a good yeah. idea. A younger Brian Burns. You could just run right at him. What the hell are you going to do about it? Yeah. These guys are big enough that if they can consistently get to the passer, well, now they're already a double threat because they can stop the run with their size and let the interior guys go to work as well. But I think this group could work very nicely as a four-down four line in front because they're versatile they're, they're not – like last year, Josh Kando is a big body, right? Is he going to get to the passer? No. As we saw, but the he, answer is a resounding no. Right. I think if you have somebody that's like that in terms of size but can get to the passer, now you're dynamic and you don't have to commit a fifth body to the rush every single play. And wouldn't that be a luxury? Yeah, you can play a more traditional uh, form of football and, and as opposed to the levels of desperation in which you're masking, hiding, trickery. You know, you just play football and – Uh, dictate terms a little bit, which we haven't been able to do in a long time. And and I think there are a lot of matchups this year where it won't be possible to dictate terms. But uh, those aren't the ones that you hyper-focus on. Those are the ones that you kind of find a way. You'd be curious to see how they scheme around it. But there are games where you might have an opportunity to do that uh, maybe around 50% of the time, and you've got to find a way to make plays when those moments happen. Uh, By the way, I realize I failed to make a point because I started down one path and I got so wrapped up in my own nerves regarding the Florida State-Notre Dame game that I failed to make the other point that I was, hey, this weekend doesn't have much, but it does have college football, and that's a reason to be excited in and of itself. But you also will see a very desperate Scott Frost in Nebraska team, and they are on the Redemption Thursday wagers. That's another reason that I was leaning. Can there be anybody in the country more nervous before the first game of the season than that guy right now? Because if you lose that game, your season is... Off the rails again. Again, you can't go lose to Illinois and then expect that you're going to have any kind of a season in the Big Ten. You have to win that game. The only answer I'd have for you is who's Michigan playing? Although maybe by now Harbaugh thinks there's no way they're firing me ever. Well, they did alter his contract already to let him know, like, hey, man, this ain't getting it done. Uh, I do think he has, as we've seen, a very, very, very long leash, but... I don't think you can roll out there and go four and eight if you're Harbaugh and not 
suffer the consequences. Um, yeah, that, that's it's interesting. Uh, I just I was thinking about how Nebraska has to have some semblance of hope after this year that things are moving in the right direction, especially since now they've invited trouble. And so, if you can't just follow yeah. up another sorry season with another yeah, sorry you're gonna season bring, and bring the NCAA Yeah, in. if you're going to bring trouble, it better be for winning. Yeah, that's exactly. Hugh Freeze earned that lesson. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. You know, I did love listening to... Uh, Joshua Farmer today, and you know he looks like a player that has come in and kind of turned heads a little bit. But uh, you hear Travis J. I asked Travis J. a question yesterday that I retweeted about. It. He's, he was talking about Shaheen Brown, and I was just mentioning the reason I bring all this up is there are some impact players, some of them younger players, uh, some of them nice surprises, and others that have just been consistently raved about, even by their teammates. And Travis J. talking about Shaheen Brown having uh, the body type, loves to hit. Uh, he knew he'd quote unquote. He knew he'd be a player when he got here because he played against him in high school. I'm telling you, that is exciting because he said specifically something that I alluded to, and we get all these questions all the time about the linebackers, and and you know for good reason because we have harped on that area and and how it's a, a bit of a weakness still. Bit of a weakness is an understatement. It's been a weakness, period. And I really feel like that even though he's a safety and even though he is a freshman, he's over 200 pounds, and when you look at his build, I think he's a guy you can slide down to linebacker. And I've been talking about this, like he may have to do that. We may not have the guys that that fill the role of being uh, the duality, of being able to hit you in the run game and cover you in the pass game. We We seemingly have two separate guys for that, right? Uh, but but maybe Shaheen Brown becomes that answer. He's 206 pounds already, and he can cover, and he will hit you. Well, if you don't think they're looking in that direction, the coaching staff, then you're sorely mistaken because yesterday Mike Norvell said Jadarius Green McKnight is somebody that they were looking at as a hybrid player who might come up to the second level rather than being in the third level. That's a player who uh, registered last year. Uh, his body type is 5'11", about 205, 210. Yeah. Also one of those guys who, again, mm-hmm. if it's third and eight, there's no need to have two linebackers on the field with the way we are constructed currently. Third and six, third and five, you could debate it. Who do you want to put out there based upon the opponent that we're, we're looking at? But yeah, this, this coaching staff is exploring it. It may or may not be with Shaheen Brown. Maybe Shaheen Brown just plays safety. Who knows? But if Jadarius Green McKnight's name comes up yeah. after a practice as it did yesterday, yeah, they're exploring for any fits possible at the second level. Well, it's important because they're identifying, obviously, uh, guys that might be able to play dual roles because at some point, you know, listen, it's not as if people didn't understand a year ago that we were lacking in that area. It's not like Notre Dame didn't play us a year ago and totally exploit both our defensive front but our, our linebackers as well. They're going to go right at them again. They're going to say, have you fixed your problem? You know, I mean, a, a good offensive coordinator is not going to change what they're doing until you show that you can do something about it. And so I would imagine Notre Dame's going to come right out and do – I, sometimes you, you just don't have to outthink the room. I mean, they'll go back and look at that tape, and yes, some people have changed, personnel's changed on both sides, but uh, the concepts are the same, and they're going to say, have you figured that out? Figured out how to stop this? Are you man enough to come in here and stop that? I would ask that question. I, if I were them, I would ask that question early. 
I guess I should go get the sounder from uh, Street Fighter the movie. Are you man enough to fight with me? <laughs> I mean, I'd want to know early, and I think they're going to get tested early, and I think they know that. I think they know that they got to find some guys that can be rugged enough in the run game but also still cover you, or else they're going to isolate that over and over again, and we're going to get beat on that, and that's going to grow really old really quick because watching teams do the same thing over and over again and having no answers is no way to live, my friends. But it's good to know that you've got multiple sources of physical play. Mm-hmm. Physical play at the secondary level. Kevin Knowles, Travis J, Shaheem Brown, Jerrion yeah. Jones if he's healthy. These are all good things. Coming up and hitting you. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with.